This is ESPN-UP's Coaches Show, getting you ready for a weekend of high school football. Here's your host, Blake Froling. Another year of high school football is finally upon us. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Coaches Show. I'm Blake Froling. Jake Durant from Local 3 joining me here in studio. Tonight is the night, kickoff night. Tell me how excited you are. Man, I'm so excited. You know, we've been traveling the UP, doing these team previews. It seems like every team in the UP ha- is going to have a good year. That's the, the that's, mind, what that's what says. everyone's saying. Um, you know, a lot of teams moving to different conferences. The landscape has definitely shifted. You know, so I'm just in, I'm just really excited to kind of get get things going, get on the field, get some football being played, and just kind of get a feel of what what this year is going to be like. I think this is going to be a really great year of football. I think there's a lot of talented teams across the UP, a lot of really good individual talent. I think we're going to see some big-time performances um, from both 8-man and 11-man. I think last year 8-man football kind of uh, took over for me. I, mm-hmm. I, I was really into that 8-man football, which I didn't think I was going to be able to get into just because it's not your traditional 11-man right. football. But, I mean, those teams are really good. Those You can't take away from the players and what they're doing. So I just think overall, I think the season is going to be really good. It seemed like when we were going into last year, the theme was teams having to kind of rebuild because they lost a lot of senior talent from the year before. But this year, it seems like a lot of these teams are bringing back their talent. It seems almost like the the script has kind of flipped from year to year. Exactly. Yep. You know, you got Marquette. Uh, bringing back a lot of talent, two big uh, offensive players. Um, bringing back the court, a lot of teams bringing back their their quarterbacks, which is nice to see. You know, anytime you can bring back a quarterback, that's a good thing. Westwood, uh, mm-hmm. one of the top teams in the UP, I think they're going to have a really uh, special year. Um, you talk about your Ishbrimings, Nagani had a. a, a a lot of underclassmen performing last year. You know they they had a down year, but I expect them to be right back up here. Um, and you got players up in the you know teams up in the Q and Hancock, uh, you know Houghton Calumet. Those teams are always really good. The teams out in Delta County, Escanaba, really good, bringing back a lot a lot of players. Uh, you know Gladstone still still there. Rapid River in the eight man league and things like that. So I mean, man, it's just going to be a lot a lot of good games, a lot of great matchups. Mm-hmm. And like I said, man, I'm just excited to get things rolling. Well, let's get rolling here on the coaches show. We've got five coaches for you this afternoon. We'll start with Scott Sergil of Westwood, then we'll go to Marquette with Dave LaHillier, followed by Dion Brown of Gwynn, Jeff Olson of Ishpeming, and Paul Jacobson of Nagani. First, though, Scott Sergil of the Westwood Patriots. They have uh, Houghton tonight. They'll be going on the road playing at Sherman Field, Michigan Tech's field. So if you're going up there, don't go to the high school. It just got renovated, too, by the way. I was just there earlier this mm-hmm. week. It looks beautiful. Uh, so definitely, if you can get up there, I think it's a very unique opportunity to see these two teams play on a, on a really, really nice venue. Mm-hmm. I think they definitely had a lot of good upgrades up there. Right. Good experience for the kids playing on college field. Mm-hmm. Good recruiting tool for Michigan Tech, exactly. I guess, without even having to I'm do sure anything. I'm sure they're going to have some people there looking and seeing what the what talent's out on the mm-hmm. field. Got to. So let's start first with Westwood's Scott Sergila. Coach, it's the first game you play a team that has a new coach. How difficult is it to scout and prepare for a team that has completely new leadership? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, uh, I know Coach Huffmaster, you know, from I believe he was at Hancock and, um, you know, kind of asked around of what he's running and different things like that. So we have a little bit of an idea, but, uh, you know, going into that first game, you, you just never know. And, uh you know, he kind of probably knows what we're running just based on doing the same because, um, you know, we're not going to change that much. So um, it was a little bit, you know, it's going to be a little bit touch and go. And, and you know, uh, not having the scrimmage for us is, you know, the, the first series is it's, it's we'll see what happens. So hopefully uh, we kind of have an idea and, and uh, that helps. So were there a couple of players last year when you played Houghton that stuck out in your mind that are back this year? 
Well, it, you know, the one um, was the Ryla kid, and he he graduated, and uh, he didn't play against us. He missed that game, but I was able to coach him in the All Star game, and he was he was one heck of a player. Um, I know they got a couple of linemen back. Um, I hear that they have a really big fullback, and I know the quarterback's back. And you know, it uh, he can throw the ball and he can run the ball too. And uh, so, um, it, it, from what I hear, they had a couple of wingbacks and tailbacks and that that were that were uh, pretty fast and pretty quick. Uh, so we're, we're going to have to, you know, cross our T's and dot our I's. And looking at your own team, as you've kind of you're kind of wrapping up uh, preseason practice here, who are a couple of guys maybe that you thought would fly under the radar that that have really impressed you so far? Well, it's you know people know that we have our you know Bergmans and the Beckmans and that coming back and the Gillises and you know some of our line and you know we were kind of looking to see. Um, you know who's going to be filling in, and one kid I, I tell you that has done a couple kids that uh, I'll tell you that has uh, done great jobs are uh, Jackson Vidlin. Um, you know he's going to be playing both ways for us. Uh, Matt Pavel, who's a uh, junior, um, he's going to be playing our center spot, and you know that center spot we weren't quite sure, and uh, it's a tough position, and uh, in our offense, and uh, Matt has done an absolutely wonderful job with it, and. Um, you know, um, Chad Pullman's another one at, at receiver and defensive back. He's he's he has stepped up as of late too. Do you have any concerns going into the first game of the season? Uh, a million of them. We don't have enough time. Um, but I would say, uh, you know, um, how you know we're going to keep it pretty simple and and uh, you know can we execute our, our you know our, our base stuff and get after it? Are we getting to the football and? You know, th those things, I'll be honest, we, we have answered some of them in the last few days. I was, I've been pretty proud of the kids that, um, you know, they, we, we're getting to the football better, we're making our reads better, uh, things like that. So, um, you know, w with having, you know, uh, 22, 23 guys on the roster and 21 suited up and, you know, we, we, we got to stay away from the injuries. We have to, you know, it's it, that's something you just can't control, it's, but you, you still worry about it. It's still a concern. And um, it, uh, if we can stay away from the injuries and, and uh, you know, uh, run our base stuff and, and, you know, and try to get good at those things again. And, and, you know, our kids are doing pretty good with that. So, you know, those are my just main concerns that going into the first game. And you mentioned you weren't able to play the scrimmage, and some casual fans might not think it's that important. It's just a scrimmage. But what are some things you're normally able to accomplish in those kind of settings? Well, you got guys battling for positions, you know, so you get them into the scrimmage, and you know, you watch film. You're looking how to, you know, uh, who's going to win that spot. You know, when you know it's that's our your first game scenario type situation. Um, you know, and everything that we've we've been doing is just you know we're going against each other and. Uh, you know, we're trying to get a good look and uh, going against each other. And, and that sometimes that's tough to do when you only got 21, 22 kids. And, um, you know, so when you go into the scrimmage, you see it, it does. It helps you to see where you're strong in some areas. And it, for sure, it, it, it's going to show you where you're weak. Um, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to find that out come, uh, you know, Friday night and, to see where we're strong and where we're weak. You know, we have an idea and, uh, you know, look at things that we have to work on and do we have to make any personnel changes. You know, sometimes those things happen after a scrimmage. You know, you got, 
two different kids battling for a spot and a kid that maybe you didn't think uh, was going to be the starter, you know, uh, last year, Ethan Homa, it, um, he was actually behind Eric at linebacker and he came in and did an absolutely fantastic job. We were able to move Eric back to the outside and, um, you know, Ethan Homa went on to have a, a great season last year. And so those are the things that, you know, that you're going to, you got to find out in a scrimmage. And unfortunately we weren't able to do that. Um, I feel confident though, in the fact that um, we have somewhat of a veteran team and we know for the most part, what most of our kids are capable of and what they can do. So, um, you know, I feel a little bit better in that part, but uh, still it's, it's, it's still going to be a crapshoot. Before we let you go, we've talked off air about how powerful football is and how much it means to you. As a coach, why did you first get into coaching football and what keeps you coming back every single year? Well, um, football has done a lot for me personally uh, throughout my life. And um, I was fortunate enough to um, play um, a little college football and then um, uh, start coaching um, with a guy by the name of Jeff Olson. I don't know if you hear, heard of him or not, but, um, you know, so that started my career and, uh, I learned, learned a ton. And, um, then I was fortunate enough when I got my first teaching job, I had to leave Ishpeming because I was coaching and going to school. I went to Escanaba was my first teaching job and I was able to coach under Dan Flynn, who's uh, another legendary coach and a great man in, in my opinion. And so, they were able to help shape me of the coach I am today. And, um, you know, some of the things that I believe in philosophically, uh, not even it was just with X's and O's, but you know, how, um, how you run a program and how you're dealing with kids and, um, you know, trying to build those relationships and things like that. And, uh, I'm fortunate enough now this year that, what keeps you coming back is is not only just the passion for for football and your love for football, but but it's the kids. And when when you see the a kid struggle and makes that gets that accomplishment, you know of, of something whatever it may be, that that's that's what puts a smile on my face. And you know, and I and I, I've been really lucky in the fact that we have a great coaching staff. Um, you know, we we got <clears throat> Brad Wilgen in, uh, Seth Tackman, Earl Mann. You know, uh, Bobby Zalke, you know, on our JV staff, there's Coach Hewitt and Coach Wolf and Coach Gray. Uh, I got Coach Messings back. You know, we have guys that believe what I believe. And uh, um, when you surround yourself with good coaches, um, that means they're around kids. And that's 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 what I try to do. And those guys are all around our our, our kids, and we got a great group of kids this year. And but that that's what keeps you coming back, and that's what you know, because it can be a grind, and you know, it's a lot of time away from family and things like that. But those are the things that keep you coming back, or, or, or the kids, and you know, the small victories and things like that. Well, coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck against Houghton. Yeah, thank you. So I would say out of all the teams in the Marquette area, Westwood probably has the highest expectations out of all of them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I have high expectations. And from what I'm hearing, you know, a team that lost two games two years ago to then flipping the script a little bit, you know, only losing one game, making it all the way to their district uh, final game. And you just talk about the talent they got returning, Nathan Beckman, uh, you know, obviously a guy that's going to be uh, – 
there under center. You know, Scott talked about, um, when I talked to him anyways, talked about just his development and how he's finally the player that he uh, foresaw him when he first came into the program. He said he's been a little hard on him, but mm-hmm. overall, you know, I guess he's hard on every player. I don't. <laughs> if, if you've been to a Westwood game, you've heard Scott's voice out there uh, yelling, but it's all uh, it's all in good nature to, to get these guys to, to live up to their full potential. I know um, back when I played at Marquette, we had John Tiziani out there. He was a similar coaching style, you know, really liked to get in your face, was a, you know, a really big, loud guy, but, um, you know, he just wanted the best the best from you, and I think uh, Scott Sturgill is the same, and he has gotten the best out of this, this mm-hmm. group, so um, definitely the team that I'm looking at is the team coming into this season uh, to beat. You know, they now have a target on their back. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be pretty balanced on offense and, and defensively. They've they've been good. They showed last year they, they made a lot of big defensive stops, so definitely the Patriots have a lot, a lot of expectations coming into this season. So on Wednesday, you went up to Houghton and talked with their new head coach, Carl Huffmaster. Tell us a little about a little bit about what you learned. You know, it was, it was my first time really up in Houghton, first time talking to uh, um, Carl there. Um, he's he's a, a not a new coach. It's his first year as head coach, but he, he's been around the program um, in the past. Uh, this is a program that's, you know, trying to find some consistency. They've had several head coaches come in and out of there the last few years. Um, they do got some talent. Um, but but right now I think it's just kind of figuring it out, figuring out what type of team this team wants to be. They got they got uh, George Buttvillis, um who's going to be under center. He's kind of their main guy. Um, you know he's going to have to have some some pretty big games for them to stay in some games. Let's be honest here. But um, you know they got talent all over the field. I think uh, this is a team going in the right direction. You know this got uh, uh, Carl. You know has expectations and like I said he's been around the program he he's he's you know been in Houghton for for a long time so I think he's well on his way to you know actually turning this program around um when you talk about that that uh matchup tonight against Westwood uh you know Westwood's really good I'm not going to say who I think is going to win but you know it's going to be a tough task they're gonna have to really bring their a game um for this one tonight um, so, uh, you know, they're going to, it's going to, it's going to be a tough mm-hmm. start to the season, I think for them. Yeah. Make sure to tune in to our pregame show six thirty tonight. Kickoff is at seven at Sherman field. If you can't get out there, uh, last year, Westwood beat Houghton 38 to six. See if Houghton can make a little revenge game possibly. That's, that's what they can hope for right now. When we come back, we will talk with uh, your alma mater. We'll talk some Marquette with head coach Dave LaHillier. Stick with us here on the coaches show. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven. That's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Get caught up on all the Friday night football action with our Saturday morning coaches show. Wake up with us every Saturday morning at 9, and you'll hear straight from your favorite coaches about last night's game. You'll get the best analysis in town on all the big plays and dramatic finishes. 
Why wait until Monday when you can tune into the Saturday Morning Coaches Show, kicking off at 9 a.m. only on ESPN UP. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. Thanks again for joining us here on the Coaches Show. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you. We just finished it up with Westwood head coach Scott Sergela. Let's move over now to the Marquette Redmen. They always start out with probably the two of the toughest games that anybody in the area plays, the two Traverse City teams. They start this week at home against Traverse City St. Francis. It's, it, is, it really is just a tough way to get the season started every year. Exactly. You know, them being Class A, it, it always seems like they have to start their season out uh, with with a couple tough ones. And like I said, I, I played years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. um, and I just remember going down to TC TC St. Francis even then. And, and you know, it's a tough matchup. They they got they got talent. Um, if you if you know anything about St. Francis, they have state championship aspirations mm-hmm. this year. So they got a lot of guys returning, a lot of guys with talent. Um, you know, just looking at what their players have been saying, it's it's state championship or bust, and they're that confident. Um, so expect them to come up here um, looking to kind of put a hurting on on Marquette. Um, it's going to be interesting to see it. Marquette. They have some returning talent themselves. They got some big time playmakers, um, and. Uh, you know, Drew Gale and Ethan Martish are two guys that we've we've heard many many uh, times before. Um, obviously, Martish in the passing game, Drew Gale in the running game. I think it's 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 critical that they can get this running game started. You know, early on with Drew Gale, both both players coming off injuries, so we're going to see uh, what what they have. Um, but I mean, it's it's going to be tough I, if they can win one of these two games. When you're talking about these downstate teams, I think that's going to be a win, and I think that can really uh, kind of start the season off right for this team mm-hmm. um if they come out and get blown out two times it's gonna to be tough with you talk about young kids you know mentality but obviously these two games will definitely have them um prepared for when they start playing these up teams uh in the future right that's that's basically the positive as a coach that you can take from it is you're battle tested right away and i don't want to say the other team's are easier because they're not but mm. but the the depth and the talent level downstate there i mean they they occasion they'll have a d1 player every year pretty much uh so you get used to that then it, it just makes you even better prepared for the rest of the year exactly and and you know like you said the talent is a let's let's just be real the talent's a little bit different when you talk about going down say when you talk about these d1 players you know there's just a lot more players down there mm-hmm. and um you know the, there's some really good coaches down there they got their guys knowing what they're going to do and and you know these teams like to air it out you're going to see different things you're not just going to see a traditional like run game um you know these they're advanced teams and i think it, you know like you said at least they get battle tested and if they're able to actually pull off a win i mean that's that's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. Last year it was the twenty-one to seven game on the road, and Coach LaHiller said there was just a couple plays in the game that thought could could have swung things one way or the other. So they they held their own on the road. So you got to think with a lot of talent coming back that this could also be a pretty close game. Yeah, I, I mean I do. I'm not saying Marquette's going to get blown out or anything like that. I think it will be close, and it's all about you know doing those little things. Uh, you know that's what makes or breaks teams. Mm-hmm. You know, those little things, those little things, um, you know, staying focused, knowing what's going on in the game, and then just going out and when plays need to be made, make the plays. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Marquette's going to have to maybe get a few turnovers, um, maybe try to jump out early in the lead to kind of stay in this one. But, um, I, you know, with that returning talent, I don't see why this can't be a, a game that goes late into the fourth and with, you know, up for grabs. Well, let's hear from Marquette head coach Dave LaHilliard. Talked about the game 
and uh, kind of recap some practice and players that stood out in his mind. They kick off this season at home against Traverse City St. Francis. Last year, Dave, you lost 21-7 to on the road. What are some things that stand out from that game that could carry over to tonight? Uh, I thought we did a, you know, actually a pretty good job defensively of of holding them into uh, the twenty to twenty one to three scores. We gave up one, uh, you know, a long play on a, on a pass play that, uh, you know, we had it defended pretty well. We just didn't didn't, didn't make the tackle, didn't make the play. Um, but you know, for the most part, I thought we played. You know, we held them down pretty good. And when they had their starting quarterback in the first six weeks of the season, you know, that was the that was the lowest point uh, that they scored the whole year was against us in week one. So. Um, and then offensively, we had our opportunities. We got stopped on a on a fourth and two going in on the on the twenty five yard line going in. And then uh, defensively, we gave up a fourth and one, you know, in their own zone on their own uh, on their own forty yard line. So those two plays were kind of big plays that uh, you know, which we could have uh, found a way to, to get them go the other way for us in our favor, but it didn't happen, and, and it ended up like it did. But uh, you know, a lot of positive things came out of that that first game for us last year. So you guys play probably downstate more than a lot of the other teams up in the UP. Do you notice any differences between UP teams and some of these downstate teams like a Traverse City St. Francis in terms of maybe a general philosophy or or the players they have? No, just a little bit more depth. You know, again, every St. Francis usually has, you know, one or two D1 kids every single year. Same with, uh, you know, Traverse City Central had a couple of kids going D1. So, just, you know, a little bit bigger athletes, but, uh, you know, UP kids, it is a little bit different style with, uh, you know, just the, the toughness of the UP kids, you know, always uh, always does come through. Um, but, you know, again, basically the teams from Dell State usually a little bit more depth at each position and, uh, you know, size-wise, too. It's a little bit, you know, Travis and St. France offensive line this year is going to be huge. They're, they average almost, you know, 250 all the way across, and, uh, and they're going to be big, and they're, and they're they're, they're aggressive, so um, you know, line for St. Francis this year is going to be uh, is going to be something that uh, we have to contend with. When we talked in the kickoff show, you talked about how you had six returning starters on both sides of the ball, needed some other guys to step up before the season started. How do you think the team has responded so far heading into this first game? Actually, we've had a really good first two weeks. You know, kids have done a great job of, uh, again, you know, retaining the information from last year. And, uh, you know, again, the guys that are coming back have done a really good job of having a good pace in practice, coming in with the right mentality, um, you know, coming in with really good practice habits. And, and the juniors have really, uh, you know, followed suit. So it's been a good two weeks for us. Um, you know, happy with the uh, progression that we've made. And, uh, again, we got to keep progressing through to get ready for Friday night. Were there a couple of players that maybe surprised you or stood out with their performance in these first two weeks heading into this game? Well, again, no real surprises. Just the, the juniors that we, we kind of thought we had to count on a little bit. Those guys have stepped up, especially in skill positions. Um, you know, Isaac Johnson's done a good job of splitting reps at tailback and getting some work as an outside backer. And with uh, John Thompson getting some reps as an outside backer, he's done real well. And then with... Uh, with Borden playing a tackle, he's done a nice job on as a tackle and as a defensive end. So, you know, the, the guys that we we knew were going to step up, that pretty much had to step up for us, have done a good job so far for us in camp. We're talking with Dave LaHillier, head coach for Marquette, here on the Coaches Show. Every year as you go into the first game, what normally worries you the most about opening kickoff and just getting off to the right start? Uh, and that's, that's the key, you know, getting off to a good start of you know, 
avoid, avoid the big play defensively. Um, you know, get a couple of good drives offensively. Get the guys some confidence, and and that's the biggest thing. Just the guys get some confidence themselves. That uh, yes, they know that they, it's the same they've been playing all the way through for since they were in youth football. Um, just you know, make the play that you're you're expected to play. You don't have to do anything that's extravagant. Don't do anything that's you know beyond what you can do. Just play the game that you were supposed to play, and, and play the way that you're supposed to play it. And, and usually, good things are going to happen. And before we let you go, Dave, I'm going to ask, throw you a little bit of a curveball here because uh, I've heard a lot of coaches seeing your passion, other coaches' passion for the game. So it got me to wondering, why did you first get into coaching and, and what keeps you coming back every single year? Well, uh, all the way through in, in most sports I played in baseball, especially even in football, you know, my dad was always my coach. Um, so kind of looking up to him and, and seeing the things that he did and how good he was with, with the guys and with kids and and help them uh, mature and become uh, the young men that they, they grew up into. And you know, that was kind of my role model as, as a coach growing up and, uh, you know, kind of followed his footsteps and you know, got into teaching and, and, and got into coaching. And, again, just being around the guys is just fantastic. It, it keeps you young. It keeps you enthused. It keeps you energized. Um, you know, I love coming to practice every day and being around the guys. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. And it's, every day is a different challenge um, with all the aspects that are involved in and being part of a football team. And, uh, you know, again, it's just it's great camaraderie again with, with the staff that we have and, and with the players that we have. It's just it's great to be around these guys every single day. Well, Dave, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck Friday night. All right, thanks, Mike. Two down, three to go here on the Coaches Show. When we return, we will talk with Gwyn head coach Dion Brown. Neon Dion, stick with us here on ESPN-UP. I'm Ken Farley from the Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home, and each year it's amazing to watch the student-athletes in our area schools compete at a really high level and juggle the demands of learning in the classroom, studying at home, hanging with friends, and for some, working a part-time job. They represent their schools and communities well, and if you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. After all, they are the future leaders. We at the Bjorken-Zalke Funeral Home are standing on the sidelines with great admiration for what you do. Join us in cheering in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Are you looking for a new vehicle with a payment that fits your budget? UP Catholic Credit Union is here to help. The Payment Saver Program is a low payment alternative to a traditional loan or lease. It offers lower monthly payments, no down payment, and a flexible loan term that ranges from 36 to 72 months. It's a perfect fit for anyone looking for a vehicle five years old and newer. Call UP Catholic Credit Union or visit us online for more information about the newest, easiest way to be in the car of your dreams. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. We're back here on the Coaches Show. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you. We have already talked with Scott Sergio of Westwood and Dave LaHillier of Marquette. Let's move over now to Gwyn with Coach Dion Brown. They're on the road tonight. They'll be taking on Bark River Harris, a team that they lost to again last year. But as you and I both talked with, with Coach Brown, it, it's, it seems like this is a, they bring a lot of players back, but in different positions, they bring back injured or ineligible players for last year. This could be a much different-looking Gwyn team this year. Yeah. Um, obviously, with when you talk about Gwyn, you talk about the numbers issue. That's always been a big storyline when you talk about the model towners. And then um, when you, you, the kids can't get out on the field, you know, it's really hard to win games. 
when you talk about being ineligible and things like that. But um, going out there and talking to them earlier um, this off season, it seems like the kids are finally understanding how important it is for them to take care of business in the classroom and then get out on the field and um, you know give themselves a chance. And I think Dion is really hammering that home, um, and I think he's doing a really good job, you know, teaching these kids like classroom first, and then let's play football. If I can't be out, if you can't be out on the field, then you, you know. What 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 are we really trying to accomplish here? Mm-hmm. So, um, you talk about the, the players moving around. Austin Forbes, who was a big uh, part of that offense, a part of that team last year, moving out to wide receiver. I think that's going to be a good move, um, just to hopefully can get him in space. I think he's one of those players you just got to get him the ball as quickly as you can, and just let him let him do work. Tucker Taylor, who uh, uh, Coach Brown said is, in his eyes, the best player in the UP football player. Um, coming back, big body guy, physical. Um, I'm just running him down the middle and throwing it up. I don't let's see why why not let him go up and get it. Um, and then you talk about uh, Caleb Anderson, the new the new quarterback coming back from injury. I think he has a potential. Looking at him on camp or at camp when I was there, seems to have all the tools. Um, can really toss the ball and and is an athletic kid. So um, they have the players now. It's just them staying eligible and you know just kind of taking in the system and and, and uh, executing i guess mm-hmm. and one thing you always wonder with a new quarterback is how how quickly does he grasp the system coach brown talks about that a little bit in the interview which we'll get to in a second he was out last year because he hurt his rotator cuff which is pretty important yeah. for quarterbacks you also wonder how he comes back from that as well right and like i said when i was at camp it, it seemed like you know he was tossing the ball pretty pretty great um you know he was hitting hitting taylor and, and things like that so um, from what I've seen at camp, I think he's well on his way to, to recovering, and they just you know they better just hope he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But you always have that opportunity to bring Forbes back under center, I guess. Um, and then it's just other guys stepping in, and who are those going to be? Those guys that are going to step in and be the other weapon and be the playmakers. Well, let's not hold up any longer. Let's just get to Coach Dion Brown. Hear what he has to say about the game tonight against Bark River Harris and some of the players that have stood out in his mind. What do you expect to see from the Broncos this year? Uh, a bunch of new faces. I, they graduated a lot of seniors, but what I expect from them is just overall uh, being consistent at that offense that they run, that wing T offense, a lot of jet motion, fullback dive, trap, you know, little things like that, running waggle off their play action, uh, and just them continue to run the system. Last year when we played, we jumped out to a 14 nothing lead. Um, and then, you know, they didn't panic at all. They just continued to run, ran a system, and um, they got, they won. So that's what I expect from them, just a hard-nosed, grinded-out football team. Was there something that happened during that game that you can take to Friday night to, to prevent something like that from happening again? Uh, when we get turnovers, jump, try, to, try to score. Uh, when we get into the red zone, try to score points because we drove the ball up and down the field. Just when we got into the red zone, our offense was staggering a little bit, like it just it just stalled. Uh, I think we couldn't complete like four four downs in a row inside the ten, which you got to give them credit too because they stopped us. But other than that, just I take away is um, just you got to score. When you get the opportunity to jump on teams like that, you you got to take fully advantage of. It. Well, speaking of that offense, when we talked in the kickoff show, you talked about some of the changes you're making offensively, moving players around, bringing new players in. How do you think things have clicked so far on that side of the ball in practice? Oh, it's clicked unbelievable. It's been real good. Like, I, 
for the two weeks, three weeks that we've been practicing, we haven't had a, a, a no offense today. So I'm excited. And guys know multiple positions, uh, new faces, but been in Gwen for a while, just haven't played in a varsity game. But then you got some guys that came back last year, like Austin Forbes, who knows all the positions and everything. So he split out wide. Of course, Tucker, and then three good, really good running backs, and Danny Holmes. So we're excited. We're excited to see what we got Friday night. Is there anything that concerns you at all, having guys in new positions going into the first game? Uh, not on offense. On defense, concerns me. We kind of short lining because we got a, a kid that's suspended for three games, and we got a kid that we might not get back because of concussion protocol. So. That concerns me a little bit, just the lack of depth at defensive linemen. Um, but other than that, uh, I think we should be okay. We're talking with Dion Brown, head coach for the Gwynn Monotowners here on the Coaches Show. Uh, were there any players in your mind specifically that you thought really helped themselves during preseason practice? Uh, yeah, Danny Holmes is one of the kids. Cause, you know, he didn't play last year. He helped himself a lot. First of all, he got eligible to play, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's been showing up. Uh, on a consistent basis and just getting trying to get better. Blaine Bridges, I thought, is one of the guys who started corner for me last year. He's getting better. Um, and Caleb Anderson, a quarterback uh, who, who had an injury last year right after one of our football camps, he's doing phenomenal. So I think just those three guys in general have been really, uh, have really helped themselves doing this little camp that we had, getting ready and getting ready for Friday's game. We also saw that you helped a Gwynn resident uh, chop and move in some wood. <laughs> Tell us about that. How did that come up? Uh, well, it was one of our players, grandparents' friend, and um, it was like 90 years of age and they needed some help. And uh, her son, it's been his late, I think like 50s or 60s, so they just came to the practice one day and said, hey, can you get the guys um, that need help? We need some help with this wood that we had and that we have. And I was like, yeah, no problem. And they appreciated a lot. And me and the guys, after we had our film session, met back up at the school about 1230 and went there and moved the wood for them, uh, stacked it for them and everything. So it was fun. Mm-hmm. It only took us about two hours. And I had probably about 12 players with me. So it was a, it was <clears throat> a great fun time for us to bond and everything and also you know help the registrant out love helping the community that's one big thing because ever since i've been at going in the community i've been very supportive of me and my football team so anything and before we let you go dion we would ask you a bit of a different question to close things out uh tell everybody why you first got into coaching and what keeps you coming back every single year uh i got into coaching honestly um i love football and when I first got into coaching, you know, it was with Ishpeming, and Jeff played a huge part in that. Like, I went, I got there, and I, you know, it was right around that time that Ishpeming had was getting on a state championship run and everything, and I loved it. And I was like, you know what? If I ever become a head coach, I'm going to take this opportunity and, you know, run with it. And sure enough, that's what happened. The doors opened for me to win and, you know, jump, hey, full ahead full steam ahead, too. Um, I love it. So that's why I continue to keep coming back year in and year out. And plus, the competitive spirit to me, you know, I always feel like that. When you win here in Gwen, it's extra 
special because of the tradition, the losing tradition that they've had in so many years of not making the playoffs and winning season. That's that that's like a drilling and rush for me because I want these guys to be successful year in and year out. So that's that's extra motivation for me and the players. Well, Dion, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us here on the Coaches Show. Good luck against Bark River Harris. All right, thank you. Two more coaches left here on ESPN-UP. We'll talk to Ishwin coach Jeff Olson next, and followed by Paul Jacobson from Nagani. Stick with us here on the Coaches Show. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. Two coaches remain here on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Blake Froling and Jake Durant with you. Let's turn our attention now to Jeff Olson and the Ishwaming Hematites. They will be taking on Manistique on the road tonight. This is always an interesting matchup, I think, because Manistique has not won a game in a couple years, and you don't want to overlook a team like that because you don't want to be the one team that ends that streak. And it, it always, it's always, cur- uh, cur- I'm always curious about how a team handles going up against a team like this. Right, it's that classic case of you know Manistique playing with with house money, and uh, Ishpeming going in there as as. Obviously, one of the top dogs that over the past several years, one of the bigger programs, you know, the most uh, highlighted programs, and going in there and exactly, you know, it's it's the first game. You don't really know what to expect. You don't really have a lot of tape on these players. Um, you don't know who's coming in for Manistique. You never know. They could have some generational mm-hmm. player just, you know, walking out on the field. Um, and obviously, Manistique, they're hungry for a, a win. I would be if I was a player. I would start taking a personal, um, and I would want to be on the team or be part of the team that kind of turns things around. So um, like you said, you never want to overlook um, any team, especially in football when so much goes into, you know, winning a game. You know, it's not just a one-player sport. Um, and, you know, you could turn the ball over. You could, you, you know, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important for Ishmael to kind of go in there and, and uh, do what they've been doing over the past several years and, you know, you kind of just dousing that flame early on if you can if, if that's how you want to say it but with Manistique you know if they can get on top and get a little bit of confidence you know you, you never know what's, mm-hmm. what can happen and, and for Ishpeming they have they have a lot of players coming back from last year but it's in a unique situation because a lot of those players from last year didn't play that much because they got hurt early in the season and missed the rest of the year a lot of their starters this year were in that exact same situation so Jeff Olson knows what he has but he also kind of doesn't which I think 
would would give him I wouldn't say concern, but he would just be maybe not as 100% confident about what he has just because he hasn't seen them on the field long enough. Right. Um I, I you know, I like what they've done with the program, so I'm not really concerned with um you know, these players not really knowing what to do. I, I mean, it's it's kind of the thing where these players are learning from players who have stepped up and and you know, Olsen has a system there. Um, but it, but it has to be concerning just because you know like you said these players have been injured you, you know you don't really know what you have and you don't want to see these guys go down again definitely so um, it's going to be interesting to see I, I you know I think he has a good idea of what he has I think he's just kind of he just kind of wants to confirm that on the field mm-hmm. um, but it's Ishbeming I know they have some guys coming from Gwyn um, who are going to be some big names uh, so, you know they have some guys they're bringing some guys in you know so mm-hmm. um, I think they're going to definitely have some talent there and I think they, they they're, you're going to have those playmakers they always have you know there's always going to be someone who's going to step up and just you know have just an amazing year I just know it well it, it seems like one of the common themes with Ishmael is you're usually they're small small in numbers and small in literal size this year, it's different. They have a bigger roster, and Jeff Olsen said for the first time in the years, they actually have a big line. And when you give a running team like Ishbeming finally a big line, when they've been able to run pretty well without a big line, that, that's that got to be pretty scary. I'm gonna. It's kind of like Alabama with the, you know those big <laughs> running backs, those big lines. Um, like you said, you brought a couple guys in from Gwynn. Um, I don't see why they're not just going to try to smash the ball down people's throats. I mean, that's what they've been known mm-hmm. for. Um, and, and when you have the line, I mean, talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. You know, that's, load up on the line and just run it with Zeke. Why not just do that? Quarterback options, you run with the quarterback, give it to your halfback. I don't see why that's not going to work in the UP. That's a tried-and-true formula of Jeff Folson exactly. has brought him a couple championships. So, without further ado, here's our conversation with Ishmael head coach Jeff Folson. Jeff, what do you expect to see from the Emeralds? Um. Well, you know, they're former Mid-Peninsula Conference team. That's always, um, you know, you have good, hard-nosed football teams from that conference. You know, I expect nothing less from them. Um, You know, beginning of the year, you're not sure, you know, what they're going to be running offensively and defensively. They change things up um, a little bit throughout the year. So, you know, we have to kind of be prepared for everything, um, you know, offensively and defensively. But, you know, being a... Being a former mid-pen team, um, you, you, you know that they're going to come, they're going to play hard, they're going to play physical, and uh, you know, obviously that's, that's kind of what we want. How do you get players locked in, focused, ready to go, treating this like a, a big game considering Manistique has not won a game in a couple years? Um, well, you know, we're really we're focused on ourselves and getting better. That's the way we've been the last two and a half weeks, and you know, making sure our technique's good, our, our responsibilities are down, and you know, and just getting getting to play physical football. So that's what you know. We're we're focused on that right now, early in the season. Yeah, you know, the ultimate goal is to win the game, but uh, you know, we want to we want to improve on ourselves. You know, finally getting into um, you know game type situations. So want to see how kids can handle that. You know, everything's not going to go go your way in that first game, how they can handle, you know, sudden changes, how they can handle negative situations, and really how prepared are we to do the things that we want to do. So, you know, those kids know we need to get better if we're going to accomplish, you know, accomplish our goals. Um, And, uh, you know, we're going to be really work focusing more on, 
what we've learned and making sure we're doing the right things and following the right blueprint to be a successful team throughout the year. Do these practices before the season feel any different than the ones you went through last year? This year, definitely. Last year was just, you know, we had kids out all the time. We had, you know, you know, all kinds of issues last year. And that, that happened throughout the year. So, you know, a lot of the kids that we have this year played last year. You know, maybe they didn't play a full season, uh, obviously. But um, it's a great group of kids. And, I, and I've said this anytime I've, I've gotten interviewed this year that these kids are good. They're good football players. They work real hard. But they're good kids off the field as well as on. They did a, they did a lot of community service stuff this summer and volunteered their time to help other people as well as committing themselves to being uh, the best football player that they could be. So it's a, it's a great group of kids with great work ethic, um, you know, do things right on the field as well as off the field, and uh, um, they get along well together. So it's, it's been a good two and a half weeks. We're talking with Jeff Olson, head coach for Ishpeming here on the Coaches Show. Who are some players that you think have kind of stood out to you as you finish up this preseason practice? Well, you know, you always start with your quarterback. That's, um, you know, Gavin Sundberg, who played two and a half games last year before he suffered a season-ending injury. Um, Hunter Smith, Matt Trawick's going to be running the ball. Um, you know, they, they have some speed and quickness. Um, you know, Drake Sundberg, who, who's been hurt, he hasn't practiced in a in a week and a half. He's going to be a good, hard-running fullback for us, linebacker. But then, you know, you look at our our offensive line, and a lot of those kids returned from last year. So you can go right, right across the board with a, a Jake Kugler and Owen Morton and Tommy Lefebvre, um, Devin Nyman, Ty Kalpanen. You go to the tight ends with a Logan Krulik, um, um, Ben Pruitt, and go to our wingbacks with Chase Jensen and A.J. Martin. You know, I love all those kids, and they, and they work well together. Um, you know, those kids don't get recognized that much, so... Um, they're going to be they're going to be our workhorses this year, and you know if if they can get their fundamentals down, their assignments down, um, it's going to make the other running backs that I mentioned at first that much better. What's your biggest concern going into the first game of the season? Always injuries. After the last two years, when we've had you know we, two years ago we played half our games without four starters. Last year, you know at the end of the year we had, we were down lost eleven kids. Um, nine starters were out. Um, you know, and the injuries happened early, so we were constantly training and keep coaching kids in different new positions. So, you know, right now, you know, yeah, you're always you're always um, working on getting better, but you know, the focus has to be to stay injury free this year. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, before we let you go, I want to ask a bit of a different question. Why did you first get into coaching football, and, and what makes you come back every single year well I've, you know I've loved athletics you know when I played you know in middle school and high school I love the competitiveness of it I love the I love the thought process of of you know getting the most out of your ability and then playing for a Mike Molesky in high school who was my high school football coach you know that really inspired me to coach you know the way he coached and um, you know I he hired me right after right out of high school um, to be the junior varsity offensive coordinator and coach the backs. And, you know, I got thrown into the fire really early at 18 years old and just developed a passion for it. 
and um, you know that's that's that was 37 years ago. So that's that's continued ever since. You know, yeah, there's the competitiveness of it. You're always trying to get the most out of kids to to to, to be successful. But what I learned, you know, from Coach Molesky and what you know it's really rained through throughout the years. Ultimately, we're preparing kids to be successful later on in life, and. You know, when you buy into that and when you're training kids to be successes in life, you know, that's going to carry over onto the football field. That's going to carry over to more wins. But when you see kids come back after they graduated and, and understand, you know, what you've taught them and, 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 you know, are successful, you know, professionals or are successful fathers, you know, that's, that's the ultimate joy right there, um, you know, on top of the, the wins and losses. So it's been a labor of love for a long time. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have wanted it every other, any other way. Well, Jeff, we appreciate the time. Thanks again for joining us and good luck Friday night against Manistique. Great. Thank you. Our final coach of the afternoon coming up is Paul Jacobson for Nagani. Stick with us here on the coaches show. The market big boy presents the famous slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow-roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The Barbecue Bacon Big Boy and Fully Loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Dave's Collision and Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Here's Blake Froling. We're wrapping things up here on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Blake Froling, Jake Durant with you. Our final coach is Paul Jacobson from Nagani. They will be taking on Iron Mountain at home tonight. Nagani, another one of those teams that was young, very inexperienced last year, bringing almost everyone back, playing an Iron Mountain team that should also be improved from last year. This, this, I think this is one of the more intriguing matchups of the week. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to agree. Um, obviously, Nagani bringing back Jason Waterman as a junior. This kid has shown, even when the basketball season was around, you know, he doesn't let the moment get too big, and he performs. I think he's a, he's going to be a great leader. He's named one of three captains. Um, Devin Duchesne is a name that we kind of talked about last year. He's a playmaker, can return the ball and things Things like that. It's, it's not Devin, is it? It's Drew. Drew. Why do I? I wasn't going to have you. I didn't want. I, to... I don't know if he's related, but I have a friend named Devin Duchesne. Okay. So that I apologize for because that's the second saying, time. That's, I remember saying I saw you looking at me, Drew Duchesne. Sorry, Drew, if you're listening. Um, I still think you're one of the best playmakers in the in the in the conference. That's all in, that counts. In the UP, so, um, but there's just a handful of guys Nagani has, and um, obviously Iron Mountain. Um, had a down year last year, but uh, you know that that program's not going to stay down for long. But I think you're right. This has a potential to be one of the closer games um, that we have this week one slate. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our interview with head coach Paul Jacobson from Nagani. Coach, tell us a little bit about the Mountaineers, a team you're familiar with. What are you expecting to see from them on Friday night? 
Oh man, a little different team. You know, if you look at um, where they where they've been, and first of all, Ironman's always had a tradition of uh, of successful seasons. You know, stringing together a lot of a lot of uh, success in their in their program. And uh, you know, last year they're down a little bit. They were they were like us. They're really young. Um, this year they're be led by a, a strong junior class with some, uh, you know, like a Charlie Gerhardt is one of the you know better athletes. Peninsula. He'll be he'll be returning as a senior. So. Uh, a lot different than last year. You know, they're going to be able, I think, to have some athletes and spread the ball around a little bit and uh, can match with some team speed. How difficult is it to scout a young team kind of like yourself where things could be so different from year to year and it's kind of tough to rely on those tendencies? Well, especially early in the season. You know, we're used to playing our home week four where you may have a couple games on to see what they're able to do. And when you, when you come into a, you know week number one and, and you have one scrimmage on them, you know, a lot of times when coaches approach these scrimmages, they're approaching in a fashion that they want to they want to see what what kind of talent they have, and they keep things simple. A lot of times, uh, they want to come out of it injury free, and I think that was the case kind of with uh, Iron Mountain Omni. So you really don't get a real good taste of uh, of, of uh, you know of what they can be uh, throughout the season. So you know, we go back, look at the previous films from previous years, and and you know, we've known we've known uh, Coach Marlin now for several years, and. Uh, have gone against him for several years to kind of know what he, what is hopefully what tricks he might have out to sleep. But uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. With, you know, we, where you know you get an opponent like Iron Mountain, and you have to you have to really uh, um, be willing to adapt and, and kind of make and not really make things up, but adjust as the game goes on. We're talking with Coach Paul Jacobson here on the Coach's Show, and as you've gone through this preseason practice and are wrapping things up, have there been a couple players that have really stood out to you? You know, it's kind of neat. Uh, um, you, you have our obviously we have, we have a, a couple of returning seniors that I think are, are really being solid for us. So you got Steel Kumpula. Uh, uh, you know, week one last year, he picks up a fumble, returns it in, in the Boynton City game down, and uh, ends up ends up hurting his knee and, and, and missed him for uh, you know probably the next five six games after that, and really came back 100. percent He's really kind of I think come into the uh, forefront is you know being a team leader, both offensively and defensively. Uh, Peyton Anderson, you know, was in a in a role last year that as a junior, um, you know, really kind of was pushed into action. And uh, after three went down, and um, you know, I think he's really responded well. And this year now, obviously, with you know second year, um, that fullback and linebacker um, is really taking it upon himself to um, you know to really uh, get better at his craft, you know. And, uh, another one is uh, Michael Remelon or Colin Remelon. Uh, Colin was a two-way starter for his last year up front in the offensive defensive lines as a junior and um, kind of really established himself. And this year I see him even even digging it further and um, really establishing some um, um, some leadership skills. And um, he's, he's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to be a rah-rah guy, but um, just solid for us and continues to work hard and, and, and is a leader by an example. What concerns you the most going into the season? Oh man, you know, as a coach, your head's always swimming. You know, you, you know, you, you haven't been battle tested into the team. Um, and you have a scrimmage, and again, you just you're, you're, you look and see what you got. Primarily with that, but uh, you know, biggest concerns: what kind of team you're going to have? You know, how we're going to come together? Uh, you know, without, without being battle tested, there's really a, a lot of unknown factors here. How people you know are, are going to be uh, that are pushing some roles? How they're going to respond? And, um, you know, I feel good. I feel you know pretty confident, pretty good with, uh, with the guys that we have. It's a good group. It's a fun group to do a been around so far, and um, looking forward to what each bring, each week brings. 
And coach, before we let you go here, got to ask one final question, a little bit different. Why did you first get into coaching and what makes you keep coming back every single year? Man, that's a, that's a good one. You know, there's a couple things that come to mind right away. First of all, my love of the game. You know, I'm, I'm a guy that, uh, you know, seven days a week I'm watching football from when it starts to when it finishes usually, um, whether it's high school football, college football, or the NFL. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's an easy one for me. And, and second thing is, you know, I've been fortunate to have some, have some, uh, real strong leaders that, that, I, that, I, that have, you know, that I've, that I've played under as far as coaches are concerned, you know, starting off with Dick Kosky. Um, then moving on at college level to, to Herb Gromity and um, seeing what they're able to do and the impact that they have on youth is uh, is, is incredible. And you know, I, I consider myself fortunate to be able to be put in that position now that I can actually put back into the game what was given to me at one point by by some great people. So that that's primarily why I got into it and um, continue to do each each year. Well, Coach, we appreciate your time as always. Thanks again for joining us here on the Coach's Show. Good luck against Iron Mountain. All right, thank you much. Appreciate it. All right, we have a couple minutes left here on the Coach's Show, so I want to get some of your big-picture predictions for the season. So now with the Westpac, we have two different divisions, big and small, and call A or B, depending on who you talk to. So I want to get your division winners for that Westpac conference. We'll start with the big division. You've got Hancock, Gogebic, Nagani, Houghton, Calumet, Westwood, Lance, Iron Mountain. Who comes out on top? I think Westwood comes out on top just because of their success last year, who they have returning. Obviously, they have a great coach. Um, I think they're just set up to have a big year. I just think this is their year. Um, you know, I like Hancock. It's a pretty good team and things like that, but I just think Westwood is just the best team in that mm-hmm. group. Calumet, I think, is an underdog because they, they're just another one of those consistent playoff teams year after year yeah they're they're uh you know just one of those teams that gets to work and they always seem to have just those hard-nosed guys that just you know just like to be physical and, and like to you know play football mm-hmm. now going over to the b division the little division you have manistique Gwyn, ishpeming west iron county norway munising bark river harris lakeland and hubble who do you have winning that division you know, it's really hard for me to, to choose one right now because I, I don't know a lot about some of these teams um, outside of Marquette County um, just because I haven't been able to get out there just yet. But, you know, Ishpeming is always a favorite, obviously, with the, the bigger line and what, who they have returning. I like West Iron County. They're always a team that, you know, last year, obviously, they, they I just remember being in the midwinter <laughs> in West Iron, you know, uh, at their home stadium there. And they just look like a solid team. So I would have to pick between those two. I'm going to have to just go Ishpeming just because I know a little bit okay. about, more about them right now. Okay, Ishpeming, Westwood. How cool would it be to have a conference championship game at the end of the season between the two winners of these divisions? Hey, I mean, two, two uh, newcomers to the conference, mm-hmm. obviously side by side. I, I would definitely be um, open to have that. I think that would have to be a game of the week on the local through high school oh, sports. Yeah. So make sure to tune in uh, Wednesday nights at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Glad you could get that plug in. Yep, Thanks, Jake. Happy for coming and joining me football is back i'm sure you'll be out there no tonight we'll be I look up. forward to look forward to seeing you fans and, mm-hmm. and everybody at the games uh if you see me out there come and say hi there you go you gonna have footballs to throw out i'm gonna have a little bit i'm gonna have some footballs might have a little bit more this year we'll oh see. okay stay tuned mm-hmm. all right this has been the coaches show once again if you missed any of the interviews from today you can just go on to espnup.com and we'll have all of them up there we'll have them on our espnup app for free available for iPhone and Android after this show airs. And we'll be Westwood versus Houghton in Houghton again 
at Sherman Field at Michigan Tech, not at Houghton High School. They're redoing their football field, so you're going to see a whole not- lot of nothing if you show up there. Pre-game starts at 6.30, kickoff at 7. We hope to see you there. Hope you can tune in if you can't make it. Once again, thanks to Jake Durant for joining us here on The Coaches Show. You're listening to ESPN-UP, WZAM, Ishpeming Marquette.